G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. The story. As soon as I walked into, well, hobbled in to the appointment, they took one look at my feet and just said, that is the worst case of psoriasis that I have ever seen in my entire career. Then I just went, well, what am I supposed to do about this? You know, like, well, what is this condition? How am I supposed to live? I'm 24. I'm in a wheelchair. What am I supposed to do? G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Well, Bonnie Jordan is an athletic young lady who enjoys running. So it was surprising to hear that she suddenly developed an illness that made it difficult for her to even walk. Just as surprising, if not more so, were the events in her life that led to her healing. Today, Bonnie will share her incredible story with us as she has a chat with Eric Scatterbo. Bonnie Jordan, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. Glad to have you with us, and you're joining us from Brisbane, is that right? Yeah, that's correct, from my home in Brisbane. That's right, and before we talk about the twists and turns in your life where you suddenly developed an illness, before we get to all that, can you kind of give us a background on your life up to that point? Yeah, for sure. So, um, I'm currently 25 years old, and I grew up in a Christian home. I had a beautiful Christian family, um, all, all the struggles that Christian life brings, but they, they brought me up in the Lord. I became a chaplain, a school chaplain, and worked as a chaplain for five years. Wow. And recently resigned from my position to take up studying in counseling. Okay, so everything kind of going well in your life up to that point? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, well, you know, everyone has their struggles, yeah. and you know, but for the most part, I, I can't complain. <laughs> Okay, so you're kind of cruising along with some of the everyday challenges of Christian life. But then uh, what happened all of a sudden? You're an athletic young person. In the last couple of years, I took a bit of an interest in running. I was never really athletic. I never really excelled in it at school. Um, But it was something that I took an interest in at the age of 23. And I just loved it. I fell in love with it. I was running all the time, almost every day. I was going to my local park run. Wow. I entered the Bridge to Brisbane race a couple of times, and I was just in love with this sport. So um, when I I suddenly had to stop last year because I I was in too much pain, it was quite a shock to to my life. So what happened? You just woke up one day and it wasn't, you weren't feeling good or what, what happened? Yeah, so about 12 months ago, I started to develop a couple of sores on on the bottom of my feet that they weren't really too much concern. They were more annoying than anything else. Mm -hmm. And I'd put it down to just maybe dehydration. Maybe I just wasn't looking after myself properly. So I tried to keep on top of how much water I was taking in and all this sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And that that continued for about three months until one morning I woke up and I I couldn't put my feet down on the floor. Oh, wow. so much pain yeah. that as my my feet hit the floor, I just cried out wow. <laughs> in pain and had to put them back in bed and was like, what happened? And I looked at the bottom of my feet and it was like an explosion of sores and splits and skin and just, 
they were a mess and wow. I was in a lot of pain. Yeah. And so what did the doctor say about all that? Well, I couldn't get into a doctor initially. When it happened, it was um, there was a six-month waiting list to get in to see any kind of specialist. Oh, wow. And I was freaking out because I couldn't walk. I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't go to the toilet. You know, the, I, wow. I was in so much pain. Yeah. My parents were looking after me, you know. And um, initially, yeah, I couldn't get in to see anyone. Um, as the Lord would have it, I rang this one dermatologist who happened to have an appointment in a week's time, and I managed to get in to see them really quickly. Mm-hmm. And um, as soon as I walked into, well, hobbled in to the appointment, they took one look at my feet and just said, that is the worst case of psoriasis that I have ever seen in my entire career. Wow. So then I just went, well, what am I supposed to do about this? You know, like, yeah. well, what is this condition? How am I supposed to live? I'm 24. I'm in a wheelchair. Wow. What am I supposed to do? After they diagnosed me with psoriasis, they started putting me on all kinds of different medication. They mm-hmm. put me on a drug called methotrexate, mm-hmm. which is a chemotherapy drug. It is chemotherapy, but in very small doses. So not to the extent that you might endure if you were a cancer patient mm-hmm. going through chemotherapy. Um, yeah, but very, very strong. Yes, it's, it's still strong. Yeah. It's strong enough to have some side effects. I've had some crazy side effects from these medications, but not to the extent where I need to be hospitalized while I'm taking it or, or anything like that. It's, it's a, a milder version of the medication. Yeah, so what was your life like on a day-to-day basis? Uh, I would lie in bed. If I was feeling up to it, I might get up and go sit at my computer or go sit on my lounge. Um, I had my mum coming in and, and doing my cleaning for me <laughs> because I couldn't clean. Oh, wow. And I, um, You're in your 20s. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you can imagine the, um, the pride that I had to put aside is, you know, I had to call on people for help, yeah. you know, being 24 and, and, and having to have someone help me shower and bath myself was wow. quite startling, you know, and, yeah. and the shame that also sort of I felt with that of mm. I, I should be able to bath myself, I should be able to walk myself, I should be able to feed myself and clean my own house, and, and I couldn't do any of those things, mm. I was just in so much pain. There were some mornings where I'd get frustrated and I'd go, no, just, just get up and just do it, Bonnie. Just get out of bed. Just ignore it. You, you're making a big deal out of nothing. And then as soon as I'd put my feet down on the floor, I'd be like, oh, I'm actually in so much pain and just crawl back into bed. Like, wow. <laughs> And what about your faith at this point? So at this point, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know where God was at. Hmm. I obviously still believed God, still loved God, but just was confused. I didn't know why yeah. this was happening, you know. I figured, you know, maybe it's just my lot in life and this is my trial and, you know, sort of mm. those were the sorts of things that I would tell myself that, mm. um, you know, this is just, you know, everyone everyone goes through trials in life and this is just mine. But also asking the Lord for healing and i got to tell you, after a, about two months, I just kind of gave up asking for healing because mm. I was like, well, clearly not what he wants. So, because <laughs> if it was, he'd have done it. So mm. I guess yeah. I'll just live with it. And it did, it did affect my, my faith in that regard. Not that I ever questioned God's existence, just more, why is God doing this? Yeah. And why can't I have healing? And why do I have to be in so much pain? So it had to be very confusing at that point. It was. And, mm-hmm. I, and I also felt like I couldn't 
there wasn't anyone in my life that I could really talk to about that. Like, aside from my family, there wasn't anyone in my life. I had no Christian friends. I didn't have a supportive church. And so, as a result, I just kind of felt really lost. Hmm. Now, speaking of your church, that plays a part in your story? It does play a part in my story. So, at the time of all of this happening, I'd been attending a church for a few years. They had some, some faults and some issues, um, most notably trickled down from the leadership into the congregation, and I was really struggling with whether or not I should be part of this church, what's going on, is this normal for a church? There were a lot of issues that were sort of happening that made me feel very outcast and affected me and my family. So this yeah. is all happening at the same time as your health problems? Yes, it was. Making yeah. you even more confused? Absolutely. And um, I just, I remember, I remember one day I was just crying because I hadn't been able to get to church. I was in so much pain, I couldn't make it out to the service. Mm -hmm. And it had been a couple of months since I'd been to a church service at that church, and not a single person had reached out to me and asked if I was okay. Wow. Not a single person had, had called up and said, hey, Bonnie, how you doing? I haven't seen you in a while, or hey, Bonnie, do you need me to come around and bring you a meal? Or do you want me to pray for you? There was, mm. there was nothing. I hadn't heard from anyone. Yeah. Now, the word pastor means shepherd in Spanish. And so a healthy church, the leadership is like shepherds who are leading the flock and leading them beside still waters and, and good pasture to help nurture them. But uh, it sounds like you weren't getting any nurturing through this very difficult part of your life. No. You're listening to The Story. Today, Eric Scadabo is chatting with Bonnie Jordan from Brisbane, who, as we've been hearing, developed an illness that made it hard for her to even walk. Next, we're going to hear the remarkable events that led to her healing and to some very significant spiritual growth in her life. All that and more when we return. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401-132-888. Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax, and this is The Story. Our guest today is Bonnie Jordan from Brisbane, who was an athletic young lady who enjoyed running when suddenly she developed an illness that made it difficult for her to even walk. Before the break, we also heard about some difficulties she was having at her church that was contributing to the confusion that was going on for her in her life at the time. Now, we'll find out what happened next in her life. And then it got even worse because something similar happened to your brother. That's correct. So... I had a, um, a conversation with my mum one day about the way they had treated my younger brother. So we had attended the church as a family, and my, my younger brother was under 18 at the time, and so he was part of the, uh, the church's youth group. And he had some beautiful friends there, and he, and he loved going. But one day, they just, out of the blue, turned around and said, Hey, mate, we don't want you coming to our youth group anymore. Uh, didn't really give a reason why. And as it turns out, we found out down the grapevine that one of the youth leaders had made false accusations against my brother mm. and had not 
the leadership didn't even ask my brother for a statement. They didn't stop to consider his side of the story. Mm. And my brother was just gutted. He was hurt because mm. he loved going there. He loved being part of the community. He wanted to be in leadership himself one day in the church. No one stopped to ask him his side of the story. My brother didn't even know what he'd done wrong. He wanted to apologize for whatever it was just to be part of the church again. And they just, they wouldn't give him the time of day. Mm. And how did this affect you? Well, I became furious. <laughs> it, it, it's not an emotion I experience often. I, I get frustrated or I get hurt or I get upset. And I, and I often default to just crying whenever I feel those emotions. But in that moment, I was angry and there was a rage, and, and my mum was, I think, a bit shocked that I had that emotion in me. I don't mm. think she'd ever seen it before. <laughs> yeah, just a kindly little Bonnie is also then raging. Yeah, it's one thing to do it to me. It's another thing to do it to my little brother. Mm. You're like, what do you think you're doing? And I just wanted to, like, you know, as an older sister, went into protective mode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, granted, he's like a foot taller than me. So he certainly <laughs> doesn't need me to protect him, but it was just, yeah. But you're a good big sister. <laughs> well, I like to think so. <laughs> so this is all happening while you have this mysterious illness on your feet. Yes. So then what happened? Uh, well, I endured it for several months. I had to live like this. I had to have everyone push me around in a wheelchair, or I had to use a walking stick to get around my house. Um no, no matter what we tried, nothing seemed to work. None of the Western medicines, none of the alternative medicines, nothing seemed to, like, heal it or take it away. So psoriasis is a lifelong condition, but mm -hmm. it tends to come and go and is manageable with the right medication. But nothing was working, and mm -hmm. everyone was scratching their heads, like, why you should be fine you should be manageable now you should be walking why is nothing working and i lived like this for months just thinking maybe i should just stop maybe i should just stop with the medication nothing's working i i kind of got very despondent and just kind of gave up you know mm. that this is just going to be the way i am for the rest of my life mm. but then you attended a conference then i attended a conference so um uh, after having done this for about five or six months, I attended a conference called Living Wisdom, and it's all about psychology and faith and how the two are married. And um, Wow, sounds interesting. Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's right up my alley, and, and it's so applicable, you know, to, mm -hmm. you can apply these sorts of concepts to your own life quite easily. And it was during this conference, I was sitting there, I was listening to what they were saying, I was really just kind of minding my own business, like I wasn't really thinking about my illness. I wasn't thinking about the church. I wasn't thinking about anything like this. When out of the blue, I just heard this voice, and it, and it sort of came from my heart. I heard it, and this voice said to me, Bonnie, your illness is caused by the bitterness and resentment that you hold towards your previous church. Hmm. And I just stopped. Like, I was, I was just wide-eyed, I was flabbergasted, I'm sitting in the middle of this conference and I'm just not listening anymore, and I'm just sitting there mm -hmm. just like, oh my goodness, my illness is caused by my, my state of being, my spirit, my, my emotions, it's not caused by, 
you know, some sort of physical thing or what I've eaten or, you know, like everyone tried to tell me something different. It's something you're eating. Oh, it's something you're doing. It's actually caused by my spirit. Mm. <laughs> and that was quite a shock. So I remember just standing there. I wasn't even listening to the speaker anymore. Just in my heart, closed my eyes and just went, Lord, please forgive me for being angry towards these people and please help me to forgive them for what they've done. Now, this doesn't mean that what they did was okay as far as not resolving issues, but it meant that you weren't going to harbor the resentment and the bitterness anymore. That's correct. And and with forgiveness, you know, in counseling, people often get told in their lives to forgive and forget. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. oh, oh, forgive and forget. Oh, if you're, still, if you're still thinking about it or you still remember it, you haven't truly forgiven them and all this sort of rot. Hmm. And at the end of the day, forgiveness, you know, you've got to have wise trust. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I can sit there and acknowledge what this church did as fact without getting angry about it and feeling that anger and wanting to, you know, you know, be upset. I can sort of say, yeah, this happened and I can forgive them and move on and know that that wasn't okay, but I am okay. Wow, some very significant things to learn at such a young age. So did you feel your heart lifting, or how did you respond to that? I, well, I mean, it was, it was hard, you know, because forgiveness is, is a two-step process, right? We mm-hmm. talk about the will to forgive and then time. So the will to forgive is that decision then and there, like, yes, I want to forgive this church for what they did. But... That doesn't just happen immediately. It doesn't happen overnight. Depending on the offense, this is something that can take months, you know, or years yeah, of, yeah. of going through a process of actively participating in this forgiveness, you know. And so it, it wasn't as though I went to bed that night and was like, yep, I'm free. I no longer hold a grudge against these people. <laughs> but it was like then and there, I was like, I don't want this anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hold a grudge against these people. I want to be able to love them. If I bumped into them at the shopping center, that I wouldn't be upset at seeing them, but that I could just be in a place where I was peaceful about mm-hmm. it. And so yeah. that was the decision I made then and there that day to do that. And what impact did that act of forgiving, what impact did that have in your life? Well, that morning at that conference was when I decided to make that decision. It wasn't until that afternoon when I got home from the conference that I realized I wasn't feeling any pain on the bottom of my feet. That quick? Yeah, that quick. In the space of a couple of hours, I got home and went, actually, hang on a second, I I feel kind of fine. Prior to this, uh, three different people in my life had given me the same scripture, all Mm -hmm. in the space of about a week. Uh, It comes from Isaiah 40, verse 31, and it reads, But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Which is a very specific verse. Yeah. And and I didn't understand why the Lord wanted me to know this verse. Like, he made it very clear, all these different people coming up to me and being like, Hey, Bonnie, Isaiah 40, 31. (laughs) So I was like, okay, God's trying to show me something here. Yeah. So that evening... I decided to go for a run. 
I went, you know what? I'm feeling great. I feel fine. I don't know. I've just got this burning desire in my heart. Like, I just want to put on my active wear, put on my running shoes and just go for it. Now, wait a second. Up to this point, if I'm understanding this correctly, you could barely put your feet on the floor. And now you're, I know. <laughs> now you're wanting to go for a run? It was quite a shock to me, yeah. too. I always questioned this desire in my heart. I'm just going, no, but hang on a second. I should be resting. I should be looking after myself. Yeah. But I had no pain. And just this, this strong, Bonnie, you have to go for a run. And I was like, all right, I guess I'll give it a go. Wow. <laughs> I'll take my phone with me. I'll call someone if I fall over. It'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, so I, I put on my running shoes, did my stretches, and just went for it. I went for my normal training routine run that I hadn't done in about six months. How far did you get? I did the whole course without stopping once. Wow. It was a record for me. Even when I was in peak fitness, in peak training season, I could barely get through the course without needing to slow down, stop, you know, take a breather. I did the entire thing. And I wasn't even tired. Wow. I got to the end of it, and I was like, I could go again. I feel pumped. I've got really? some energy. I'm in no pain. It was phenomenal. And that moment when I'm standing on my front porch, having just finished the race that I'd set for myself, that I realized that the Isaiah 40, 31 scripture had just come to pass. That wow. people were prophesying that over my life without realizing it. That I ran without growing weary, and yeah. I didn't faint, and that I had that renewed strength from the Lord, and I, and I realized in that moment, my illness was tied to the bitterness and resentment that I held towards the church. The mm. Lord had spoken that into my heart, and now that I have made the decision to let it go, I can run again. <laughs> I've got my life back again. Wow. <laughs> That is fantastic. The way the Lord worked all this out. Now, we should say that you are currently going to school for counseling, so that's why you have a deeper understanding of the emotions and everything that you were going through at that point. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. I am, I am studying now to be a counselor, and I've done some counselling and some psychology subjects, so I have a, a vague understanding at this point of, of how some of these things work. Mm -hmm. And we should also say that, unfortunately, this doesn't happen to everybody who forgives that all of a sudden they're instantly healed. This is pretty miraculous here. It is, and, it, and it's a very specific case. You know, the yeah. Lord allows things to happen in our lives sometimes to help guide us or, or teach us. You know, we are His children, mm -hmm. and, and we do have lessons to learn from time to time. And I think in my particular case, He allowed this disease as a way of being like, hey, there's something wrong with your heart, and I kind of need you to learn, you know, that this isn't okay. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, a light going off on your dashboard in your car to say, hey, hey, something's not right here. Yeah, exactly. So that got your attention. And it did. Wow, wow, <laughs> it really did it get your attention. attention. <laughs> and then the healing got your attention even more. It did, you know, and, I, and I'm very grateful for how merciful our God is that I don't mm -hmm. think I would have realized that that was the problem had he not said something to me that morning. Mm. Had he not said to my heart, hey, Bonnie, this is why this is happening. He, like That is such a merciful thing for my father to do, to go, hey, this is why this is happening, rather than just leaving me on my own devices to figure it out somehow, because mm. I clearly hadn't done that on my own. Yeah. <laughs> wow, so you learned some very, very valuable lessons at a very young age that I think we can all learn from. And 
Unfortunately, we only have a few moments left. Any final comments about what you've learned from all this and then also uh, the relationship between forgiveness and healing? Yeah, I I guess in the end, I, I've learned that our Father is very merciful, mm-hmm. that, that He can use things in our lives in order to bring about teaching moments. Mm-hmm. I think when I first got sick, I kind of gave up and figured it was my lot in life, a bit similar to Job in mm-hmm. the Bible. Yeah. Um, we get taught in churches that Job had all of this suffering that, that wasn't due to sin, and we kind of condition ourselves to believe that all of our suffering is not due to sin of our own that we're all like Job and that we're all just hard done by and it's kind mm. of our lot in life. Yeah. When actually mine was connected to sin <laughs> and it mm. kind of was my fault. And the Lord was kind of like, hey, I'm going to allow this repercussion, you know, the consequence of your actions to happen so that you can learn from this, that this is not okay and that I need you to be able to love these people and forgive them. And so in, in my case especially, it, it had everything to do with my spirit and the Lord just kind of being very gracious in, in showing me and teaching me. Now, just on a natural level, if you harbor unforgiveness and you are bitter and filled with rage, that's going to cause stress in your life and lower your immune system. Yes, it is. There is plenty of research done on you know your emotional state and its link to your physical state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there, There's a very strong connection there. The miracle comes when... When God, you know, one morning I wake up and I can't walk, and then that afternoon I can go for a run. Wow. That's where the miraculous healing has taken place in that, you know, that can be quite normal for people to have such a strong emotional response and suffer from it physically. But to turn it around in, in the matter of a couple of hours is almost unheard of. Yeah. Well, they purposefully leave that one out of all the psychology reports. I can tell you that now. <laughs> and how are you doing now? I'm doing great. I'm back into running. I'm training. I'm walking. I haven't touched my wheelchair or walking stick since that day. Wow. Now, there's still some physical issues. Is that right? I still have a little bit of psoriasis on the bottom of my feet. Um, however, it is nothing. It, it's mm. It's barely there. I barely notice it most days. I go about my life like a normal person. Wow. So you've learned some very, very valuable lessons. And thank you for sharing those lessons with us today. Yeah. Well, thank you for asking me to. Wow. What a fantastic story. It was great to hear how God worked through Bonnie's life to bring healing and spiritual growth out of a situation that seemed pretty hopeless at first. And I think it bears repeating the verses that played such a significant role in Bonnie's life. From Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31, But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. As we heard, the Lord used those words to speak into Bonnie's life just when she needed it most. Finally, on a personal note, I'm excited about Bonnie's story because I used to be her physical education teacher several years ago. And so it was great to hear how she remained faithful to God, even though things seemed pretty confusing to her at the time. But I'm so proud to hear how she's grown through this experience and now has wisdom beyond her years. Good on you, Bon. Well done. Well, thanks for joining us for Bonnie's inspiring story. I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today. Next time on The Story. I love that scripture that I must decrease that Christ would increase. I feel that's really what Christian stand-up is. It's let me stand here for half an hour and tell you how pathetic I am. 
and show you how pathetic I am and show you that I even get worked up and frustrated by a sweet lady at the RSPCA. (laughs) And then let me tell you about the only hope someone like me has. Uncle Nath is a stand-up comedian with an incredible backstory. At 15 years old, he dropped out of school and felt like he had no future. But that all changed one day when a church did a tent crusade in a park and invited him to attend. We'll hear Uncle Nath's uplifting story next time. The story. Just another way vision is connecting faith to life. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.